From Gimlet, this is Reply All. I'm Alex Goldman. And I'm PJ Vogt. PJ? Yes. Hi. Hello. So over the course of maybe the past year, we've gotten a fair amount of emails from people who think that Facebook and Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, are using the microphone on their phone to listen to their conversations and advertise stuff to them based on the things they're saying. Yeah, I have also gotten some of these messages. I've, I basically have just felt like I don't, I think it would be such a risky thing for Facebook to do. They've been like, oh, it's probably just coincidence that people are imagining stuff. Yeah, but I've been talking to this guy named JP, and some of the stories that he's been telling me are super hard to dismiss. He told me that he first started noticing this happening at the beginning of the year. I was baking pizza dough. I was you know, making pizza dough. I said, this would be a lot easier if we had one of those fancy KitchenAid mixers. Ten minutes later, there's an ad for Amazon KitchenAid mixers on sale. Okay, wow. Not long after that, JP is in Target with his partner Gary, and he yells down the aisle, hey, can you pick up some Red Bull? And then I opened Instagram on the way home. You know, I wasn't driving. I was in the passenger seat. <laughs> and there's an ad for four new flavors of Red Bull. Try them now. <laughs> and I was like, this is insane. This is crazy. You know, they just kept coming. I was like, let's try something funny. And we would say something ridiculous like, man, I could really use a pair of really sexy underwear. And like these weird mesh underwear ads started showing up in our feeds. And it was <laughs> nonstop. And then JP told me a story that just felt really crazy. Let's call it the perfume story. The thing that really got us was uh, my partner's mom came to visit from Oklahoma, a very nice lady, but, you know, doesn't travel that often. Her name's Debbie, and she was going to visit JP and Gary in San Francisco. And on her way there, she gets a bottle of perfume confiscated by the TSA. So when she arrives in San Francisco, she says, hey, I want to go to the perfume store and get a new bottle of perfume. And my partner and I have, we, we don't wear colognes. We've never bought perfume that I know of, never searched for it. And within 30 minutes, he had opened his Facebook and there was an ad for a women's perfume store in San Francisco. That's weird. Yes, it's weird. On a scale of like one to 10, what would you say your belief is that this is actually your phone listening to you? Uh, 10. I'm convinced. <laughs> wow. Okay. And it just... It creeps me out, and I have no idea how to stop it. I actually, uh, this week, removed the Facebook app and Facebook Messenger and Instagram from my phone, and now I just have links to the websites. I'm, like, this close to just deleting my account. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day 
at sax.com. So naturally, the first thing I did was contact Facebook, ask them for an interview. They said no. They said, no, we won't do an interview. And also, listening to people's conversations via the microphone on their phone to target ads to them is not something Facebook does. They said that unequivocally. Right. Which, again, I don't think they do it. But if you're a person who does, you're like, well, of course they would say that. Why are they going to tell you about how they're secretly spying on you? <laughs> um, right. But the thing is that. Facebook wouldn't offer me a satisfactory explanation as to why these ads were showing up in JP's feed. So I looked into this, and after doing some reporting, I realized the reason they don't want to talk to me about this is probably because the technology they use to target people with ads is really invasive. I talked to the guy who first built that technology. His name is Antonio Garcia Martinez. He's since left Facebook, but he started at the company back in 2011. So just to be clear, there was no targeted ads division before you, right? <laughs> you use the term division, like a whole part of the company. It was literally me and three engineers. Okay. Remember, the only Facebook ads were those little postage stamp sized little turds on the right hand side of on the right hand bar. There was no there was no commercial content in feed. Antonio's big insight was that they would make way more money if they just squeezed more information out of their users. And the most obvious piece of information was location. People's devices were telling Facebook where they were. And the targeted ads team could weaponize that. All of location targeting was the responsibility of one guy. He's a friend of mine, a guy named Pierre. He's this kind of weird, quirky, idiosyncratic French dude. And, you know, he would basically take, uh, you know, the lat long data off your mobile phone, your check-ins, um, you know, IP address lookups if you're if you're logging in from like a laptop or a desktop machine. And that would go kind of into like Pierre's magic location machine and out would come a location. Location is important to Facebook because A, just where you live tells them a ton about the kind of stuff you're probably interested in. And B, if you suddenly appear in a different location, a location that Facebook doesn't recognize, then it knows that you're traveling. So like with the perfume story, it's like she was telling them that she was traveling even if she didn't realize that she was telling them that. Yes. Interesting. And so the next thing I learned was that in 2012, Antonio came up with what is probably his enduring legacy at Facebook, the thing he will be remembered forever for. Which is what? So he wanted to figure out a way to keep tracking people after they left Facebook, like to be able to see what they were doing all across the internet. And so he developed this thing that's now called Facebook Pixel, and it's installed on millions of websites. So when you go to one of these sites with Facebook Pixel on it, it watches what you do and reports that information back to Facebook. It can see how long you linger on a certain web page. It can see if you purchase something. It can see if you put something in your cart on a website and decide not to buy it. It's kind of like an internet surveillance camera. Got, so that's why, like, that's why, like, when you look at a pair of shoes or whatever, it, it follows, follows you, you around the internet. Right. There's this app I use that's called Ghostery that shows you if Pixel is installed on a site that you're visiting. And it'll also show you all the other ad trackers that are on that site. Like, if you go to the New York Times website, there may be 30 or 40 of these trackers. Like, as soon as there's an ad, you basically have to picture... 30 or 40, like, helpful, friendly sales associates, like, following you around the store, <laughs> trying to guess how much money is in your wallet, 
like guessing your like weight and age and like being like, oh, he looked at the hooded sweatshirt. Oh my God. Okay. 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 Write that down. Write that down. He likes hoodies. Right. So by 2012, the targeted ads division has figured out how to follow you all around the internet. They have all this info on everything you're purchasing, everything you think about purchasing. But once they figured out they could do this, they got like data hungry. They weren't just interested in the information that you could give them online. They wanted to know things about what you were doing offline. And so they figured out a way to buy your personal history. So it's like, I have a file on Alex Goldman. I'll go buy Alex Goldman's credit report. I mean, probably not that. No. Yeah. I mean, we don't know exactly what Facebook is buying because they're a black box, but we do know that they're buying from companies that sell credit reports. Really? Yes. I talked to this reporter from ProPublica. Her name's Julia Angwin. She's investigated a lot of this stuff. Wait, where are they buying this stuff from? Oh, you can buy this from these delightful places. Uh, one of them just had a big breach, Equifax. Yeah, you may Equifax, refer to them. Right. Experian, Axiom. There's about, you know, there's there's tons of them. There's probably about seven or ten big ones out there who sell information about your income, the square footage of your house within 25 square feet. These companies sell information on whether you've been married, whether you've been divorced. Whether your credit score? Whether your name has showed up in a lawsuit. They know your income. And you know those loyalty programs that like supermarkets and pharmacies have? The data brokers often run those programs. So they know how often you're buying diapers or cold medicine or birth control. So like if Debbie had like a loyalty card at like her local perfume store, they would know like this is the type of perfume she buys. And even like in theory, it's like they would know like, oh, and she bought it like eight months ago. Like she's due for some new like eau de Debbie or whatever. (laughs) Absolutely. They're basically learning everything they can about you, and then they break your personality and your interests down into all of these hyper-specific traits. And Julia told me that there are a ton of these. So we were able to put together a big database of about 52,000 attributes that Facebook was collecting about its users. (laughs) Right. 52,000. So they had some categories that were just mind-boggling. There was one that is my favorite called... A person who likes to pretend to text in awkward situations. (laughs) (laughs) How did they even figure that out? I have no idea. There's actually a page on Facebook where you can see how Facebook categorizes you. I want to check mine. Okay, so when you go on your Facebook, you go to settings, and then you click on ads. And then um, there's a section called your information, and under that you can click your categories. Your categories. Close friends of men with a birthday in 7 to 30 days. So that's like a reason somebody, that's a category where you're buying perfume for other people. Who are they trying to hint that I need to buy a birthday present for? Away from family, Gmail user, millennial. Housemate-based households. People living in households where one or more people are not immediate or extended family. Away from hometown, frequent traveler. I don't know, it's weird. It is weird. And... This is not a complete picture of the information that they have on you. Facebook knows so much more, but they just keep a lot of it secret. And honestly, we only get a glimpse of how much they know when they screw up. For instance, I talked to Charles Duhigg. He used to work at the New York Times, and he's written a lot about how big companies track you. And he had this story about a friend of his who learned something really disturbing through Facebook. So his friend's this liberal guy, lives on the East Coast. His brother-in-law lives in another state. They don't see him that often. But his brother-in-law like, kind of is like one of these like kind of like he's into guns and he's really conservative. But 
this, my friend, he wants to have a relationship with his brother-in-law. So he like, he friended him on Facebook and they'll like cross posts. And he always tries to like, like the posts of his brother-in-law that aren't like totally crazy. But then this really weird thing started to happen on Charles's friend's Facebook feed. Which is that he saw, he started getting these like, these right-wing political ads that were like a little white supremacist, like not really white supremacist, right? Cause you can't put white supremacist stuff on, on Facebook, but it was, it was, it used a lot of the code words. Which freaked Charles's friend out because it's not like he had ever expressed any interest in white supremacy or anything like that. So Thanksgiving rolls around and he sees his brother-in-law and he's like, Hey, um, I've been getting all of this sort of like stuff that feels disconcertingly to me like white nationalist or sort of like racist. And you're probably like the only conservative that I friend online. I'm wondering if you have any idea why this might be happening. And he was like, come outside. We need to talk. What? And they go outside and he says, listen, I've disavowed this. I'm not into it anymore. But for a couple months last year, I was going to a lot of like white pride, white nationalism meetups. Yeah. So one of the things that Facebook can do is if you like something, it can advertise that thing to your friends. So the brother-in-law obviously signaled to Facebook that he was into white supremacy somehow. And Charles's friend was liking a lot of the guy's posts and they were friends on Facebook. So Facebook was like, all right, well, why don't I uh, advertise this white supremacist stuff to you? Wow. That's wild. It's like Facebook built a machine that just like as a side effect outs white supremacists. But that's not even like the point of the machine. Like they don't care. Like the whole point of it is just to like learn things about you to sell you crap. Yeah, but think about all of the stuff that this thing can do. Like if you look at everything that I just talked about and you apply it to JP's perfume story, I think it explains it. Oh, totally. So like Debbie's going through the TSA in Oklahoma she gets her perfume confiscated, and she's like, ah, oh, crap, now I've got to buy new perfume. She searches for it on her phone. She, like, she looks at it, she's like, oh, it's kind of expensive, I'm not going to buy it right now. Right, but she goes to a page where Facebook has a, has a pixel on Facebook it. Facebook knows this person is now in the market to buy perfume, and... And it knows that... She's traveling. She's traveling. Right, and they probably know that she's traveling to visit her son, because, like, he's her son, he lives in San Francisco, she's logging in in San Francisco, so right. is he. So why not... Show the son a perfume ad because he could be like, oh, mom, isn't this the perfume you like? Exactly. <clears throat> Hi, this is John Paul. Hey, this is Alex. How you doing? Hey, I'm great. How are you? So I called JP and I told him that while I couldn't say with 100% certainty that Facebook wasn't listening to him, I had a lot of evidence that they just didn't need to. So then Facebook knows that she wants perfume, right? Yep. Knowing your relationship, Facebook might have given your partner that ad because it knows that she's nearby and it knows that she wants perfume. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so maybe they're not listening on the microphone, but uh, I don't know. It, It just does. It feels like they are. It's just really like it, it, it. This is a weird um, thing we've signed up for and and allowed. You know, thank you for the uh, additional information. I. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh boy. 
So I actually kind of thought my work was done here. <laughs> and then a couple days later, I got an email from JP with the subject line, I'm not sure I'm convinced. <laughs> and he just told me another story, a story about talking about having a leg cramp and then getting an ad on Instagram for cramp cream. I actually don't find that surprising. Like, I feel like I think you can learn as much as you want. I don't think you're ever going to convince anybody who already believes that Facebook is spying on them that they're not. And I think it's actually Facebook's fault. Like, they've created this problem because they're really good at collecting information about us. They won't be very transparent about what they collect or how. And so you're basically like forcing people to come up with the simplest possible solution for how Facebook knows stuff about them. And that's that they're listening in. I would be surprised if you could find literally one person in the world who thinks this is happening, who you could tell them what you've learned, and they'd be like, yeah, you're right. I could find one person. You cannot find one person. We can we can literally open the phone lines. We let people call in. You will not find a person. Okay. After the break, Alex takes some phone calls. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear debris with the 40-volt jet fan leaf blower. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, the Home Depot. How doers get more done. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Okay, so Alex. Yes. So I, I tweeted out and I just said like, hey, we're going to take calls. If you believe this thing is true, call in. Before we even open the phone lines, I just want you to know how screwed you are. <laughs> so like, let me just actually bring it up. Hold on. I saw. Like, like hundreds of people, I think. Like everybody thinks this is true, including like, including tech journalists who I respect a lot. Like it's not just like a fringe belief. Like 
everybody thinks this is true. Literally, like, the VP of Facebook's ad division jumped in and was like, we're not doing this. And there were all these people just being like, you're lying, you're lying. Like, you are, I think you are walking into something that's maybe a little bit bigger than either of us realized. And I'm really excited to watch you walk into it. I still think I can do it. Okay. Let's take a call. Let's open the phone lines. Sounds good. Hello? Hi. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Monique. Hi, Monique. This is Alex. And PJ. Hi, guys. So what's going on here is that we're talking to people who believe that Facebook is listening in on them using their microphones. And Alex, who's done a bunch of research and, as far as I can tell, believes it's not happening, he'll he'll try to give you an alternate explanation. Okay, so I have a very quick story. And this is so funny. I was just telling my friend about this last night. Um, So a few months ago, I was on the phone talking to my friend, and she was telling me about this device that she had bought. Um, to help her open coconut. This is this really weird thing. And she was trying to, she's explaining this tool, but she couldn't remember the name. And we get off the phone and then that was it. Maybe 15, 20 minutes later, I'm scrolling on Facebook and I see an ad for this device called the Coco Jack. The Coco Jack. I screenshot it. I was like, is this what you were talking about? She's like, yes. Um, and ever since then, I've been convinced that they're onto me. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> okay. God, this is like watching a conductor warm up. Okay. Is uh is this person your friend on Facebook? Yes. Did she buy the Coco Jack online? I don't know for sure, but I don't think she did. I just watched a balloon deflate. No, in not necessarily. Okay. Do you know where she bought it? If I recall correctly, she was in Vegas at some like um weird little shop, like as seen on TV shop, and she picked it up there. Do you think that she was, like, frustrated by all her coconuts beforehand, and so she Googled, like, how to open coconuts? Perhaps. Maybe. But why would I be seeing it on my, like, I saw it on my feed. So Facebook has the ability to follow you around the internet as you browse. When you're logged into Facebook and you go to a shopping site and you put something in your cart and you decide not to buy it, the site will then transmit that information back to Facebook saying, hey, this person's really interested in the Coco Jack, right? Uh-huh. So another thing that Facebook does is it allows advertisers to advertise certain products to the friends of people who have either purchased or shown interest in that product. So your friend uh. being really into the Coco Jack, her favorite new <laughs> device, might have left some kind of digital trail. I think that it's a possibility... Um... The way it happened, it happened so quick. As soon as we got off the phone, you know, not long after I saw it in my feed. So I was convinced like, oh, they heard me talk about a coconut opener and now they're trying to sell me one. That's what it looked like. I understand. And that sounds creepy. Mm -hmm. And I empathize with being creeped out by it. But given an Mm -hmm. alternate explanation that does not require Facebook to be clandestinely listening to you using your microphone, which one feels more likely to you? You know, I'm still kind of convinced that they might be listening to me, but I see that. Oh, Monique, you're killing me here. You're killing me. A coworker of mine had, this is going to sound silly, but she had brought in a brand of cough drop that I had never heard of before. It was new. We were talking about how I had never heard of this cough drop before. And. I didn't Google it. I didn't get on my phone and look it up. And I'm scrolling through Instagram like maybe an hour later. 
and all of a sudden there's an ad for this cough drop. Alex Goldman, how do you explain that? Are you friends on Facebook with this friend who, who brought in the cough drops? Yes. Okay. But can I, can I add a caveat? Sure. Uh, I wasn't friends with them until after the cough drop incident. You're so screwed. Oh, boy. And we were talking about, like, whether we prefer, like, a firm or a soft mattress. And a couple days later, I started getting served ads for a mattress company called Casper. So Casper may have decided that they have, like, not penetrated the market in your town of people who are about to graduate college and are probably going to need a mattress when they move into their own apartments. It's very possible that they know how much money you make because they buy information about you from data brokers. Facebook buys Sir, information. Sir, are you finding this convincing? <laughs> it, it's a decent explanation. Mm-hmm. It just, it, this one sounds as like plausible as my phone heard me have this conversation with my friends and I, immediately after that conversation, I'm being served this ad about mattresses. What could I possibly do to tip the scale in this situation? Uh, I, I, <laughs> okay, let's try another person to see if you have any chance of. Oh, I'm definitely gonna person. make. I'm definitely gonna convince someone. So you're now zero for four. I can't remember three or four. I don't know the Silicon Valley startup idea of a milkshake. Um, and then for the next week, I saw ads for Soylent in my Facebook scroll. And, like, what was the lag time between you mentioning it and seeing Soylent ads? So I was visiting some family in a different town, and I remember the next week when I came back. So it was within a couple of days. Okay. Where were you visiting, and where do you live? So I live in Des Moines, okay. Iowa. And I was visiting uh, my wife's cousins in Kansas City. Okay, both hotbeds of Soylent consumption. Do you have any friends who uh, consume Soylent? Um, I had a coworker who was trying it for a while. Uh, but around... I don't think I'm friends with him on Facebook. Do you have any friends who live in San Francisco? <laughs> no. Can you... <laughs> PJ has to keep turning away from me because he's laughing too hard about my futile attempts to convince people that I've never watched anyone do something so badly. <laughs> it's like watching someone in the Olympics just fall down. <laughs> I didn't think this would go like perfectly, but I did not think it would go this catastrophically so fast. What am I supposed to do? The problem here, and which is the same problem with reporting out this story, is that Facebook not only is like a black box that tends to not want to tell you about how their stuff works, it is done using so many complex algorithms that they don't even know. If I was like, hey, tell me how this ad got served to this gentleman, the people at Facebook would say like, I don't know the answer to that. I feel like you're reverse convincing me. What? Yeah, you're I now- feel like I'm starting to go to the other side now. Hi, uh, my name is Julia. This is Alex. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm going to try and convince you that Facebook is not listening to you. Is Facebook listening to you? Oh, 1,000%. Um, so I was at a friend's house a few weeks ago. We were mm-hmm. talking about a guy that she went to high school with and I went to college with. We did not look him up. We did not Google him. We did not go on his Instagram or his Facebook. 
Okay. And the next day, both of us got him as a recommended follow on Instagram. Huh. And this is like not somebody who I had interacted with online literally in any capacity for like a good many years. Um, and it was both of us that got the recommended follow and you don't get the recommended follows that often. So it's PJ's, definitely listening to PJ smirking at me because he thinks that I can't answer this. No, one. I'm just smiling because your face is covered in flop sweat. I, and you're absolutely right that I can't answer this one because <laughs> ad targeting and the people you may know data sets are totally separate. I don't, I haven't been researching this. I have no idea. I have, I can't answer this one. I do think it tells you though, that the microphone is definitely listening. Uh, what I, is being used for? We'll see. PJ but can't, it, it PJ can't keep it together. He's losing his mind. He thinks this is so funny. I just think it's funny because Alex had a lot of confidence. He would have all the answers. <laughs> and be able to explain to me. <laughs> Why is it? <laughs> I'm sorry, Julia. I can't answer this one. I'm gonna have to let you go. That maybe they're listening to you and suggesting friends based on that, but I haven't been paying attention to that. <laughs> you're, you're giving up this. <laughs> I'm sorry. You need to follow this. I do. Think it it is like irrefutably the microphone is on. Okay. I think that this is fair. So, You're not uh, even good arguing, Alex. Why would why would I argue? He's like, why aren't you arguing? Why aren't you arguing? I don't know anything about how they how they decide who they should suggest you as friends. They could be. But don't you think this means that like the microphone is on and is listening and is recording information? I have no idea. Oh my god, <laughs> PJ can't take it. You need to pull yourself together. I've got to convince someone before the end of the day, and I'm definitely not going to do it with Julia. Well, I think your argument that maybe the microphone is listening to you is not going to convince anybody. <laughs> it might. It might. Uh, Julia, thank you so much. So I wasn't able to convince anybody. But whether you think Facebook is listening to you or not, we are going to put a bunch of information up on our website about how to prevent them from tracking you as much as they do. And if you do believe that Facebook is listening to you, we'll also have instructions on there for how to disable the microphone privileges for your Facebook app. You can find it at replyall.limo slash don't track me. Reply All is PJ Vote and me, Alex Goldman. We were produced this week by Shruti Pinamineni, Fia Benin, and Damiano Marchetti. Production help from John Hanrahan. Our editor is Tim Howard. Our intern is Anna Foley. Fact-checking by Michelle Harris. The show is mixed by Rick Kwan. Special thanks this week to Zoe Kleinman, Christine McClellan, and Emily Taylor. Matt Lieber is sitting on your couch and looking around at how nice your house looks after you just cleaned it. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder, and our ad music is by Build Buildings. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. Is that a moth? Moths are stupid. 
Oh, hey, that reminds me. I have this thing. <laughs> there are these empty compartments in the back of the helmet. I don't know what they're for, but I hide things in there sometimes. And then I forget about them. This thing. It's basically a computer chip with a tiny rubber band. You power it on. And it triggers musical notes as you wave it around in three-dimensional space. Rimsky, Korsakoff, and I were tying these things to bees in the late 90s. I mean, yeah, obviously. He was off his face. If we can catch that moth. Nice. Here, tie it on. Okay, let it go. Except bees at least can predict their own flight patterns. Moths are stupid. 